0: one of the pioneers of the audiovisual business in this country, Samir Nair, who is uh, CEO of Applause Entertainment, uh, joins me this morning. Hi, good to see you. It's been a while and it's been a furious three years for you. 2017 to now, you know, you've taken applause to great depths, but most importantly, are, th- are the family and you safe and healthy, Samir?
1: Yes, all are, all are safe, all are healthy. We've been you know, fortunate and you know, safe enough. And thank you for having me on this show. It's been a while. I think we spoke, what, three, four years ago? Correct. About what happened so, since then?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking what you you. you call the hub and spoke model, which has made sure that you've released 18 originals in 19 months across uh, uh, top five streaming services. Some of them have been uh, shows that I've been raving about, Uh, you know, I've tagged you on social media. You know, I feel about those shows, which we will talk about. But just this hub and spoke business model of yours, what does it really mean?
1: But actually, what we did is when we set out to uh, build applause, um, the thought was that we wanted to invest in content creation, we wanted to invest in development, in writing, and in the production of series, and which we would then later license to different platforms. So that was the sort of genesis of this idea, you know, that was where it started from. And in order to, you know, achieve a certain degree of quality, for which we were anyway putting in a lot of focus, and quality at scale, which was the sort of plan for us, that we wanted to deliver quality at scale, um, which means that we would need to work with a variety of like-minded creative partners now in any case you know filmmaking is a collaborative art form right it's not a one person doing things it is a group of people who can get together into it and i think what we managed to do quite successfully is work with a variety of creative and production partners with different directors different writers different production houses and you know, sort of be able to work with each one in a on a single project, you know, so that's what the hub and spoke model is that the hub is a clause, our creative team, our marketing team, our management team and our money. And then we work with all these partners uh, to produce a wide genre of content. Which is sort of worked out really well. In fact, the reason why we've been able to release, not produce, but release 18 shows over 19 months, because it's been produced over 36 months, but released over 19 months, is primarily because we are working with such wonderful partners and such diverse partners who bring so much, uh, you know, sort of creative energy and domain expertise themselves to our sort of setup. In
0: terms of genres, I mean, crime thrillers is something that, you know, I, I could call you the domain expert. I mean, look at the kind of shows that you put out, whether it's criminal justice, hostages enjoyed a resounding season one, which was followed up by an equally powerful season two. And of course, there's been Bhokal and Amaduri talkies and surprise, surprise, a South Indian show called Irudruvam. So you want to lead me through your crime thriller genre, please?
1: But see, crime is an extremely popular genre globally. I mean, everybody loves crime, you know, I think audiences in general, because we are not able to commit crime. Crime. We love watching other people commit crime. So, you know, it's a really popular genre. And we did uh, various things in that. So, you know, we did some originals, we did some adaptations, and we sort of built that out. It's a uh, genre that even I like very much. um But like crime, we've also done comedy, which is an equal large amount of comedy that we've done, you know, in the form of whether you take The Office or you take the Mind the Malotras or you take Hasmuk, which was a dark drama and the comedy and that, you know, all of that. So, I mean, I think as we've been building out these genres, we wanted to do variety, right? We didn't want to do just a type of content. So we have really, you know, very, very intentionally and thoughtfully done that. So we've really developed a wide range of content um, and we've put it all out there. And now as we go forward, we are getting more choosy about what we do. We're looking to, you know, do more specific things, bigger things, um, you know, slightly more distinctive and different. But yeah, the philosophy remains the same, you know, look for a unique idea, back that idea with you know, investment in writing and development and sort of that whole know the incubation period and then back the production because you know that's i think the key
0: if you look at what we call the young adult piece ki bini raspberry and hello mini i've again really paved the way as far as that is concerned for me for example if i look at the dark drama space you're right you know i remember speaking to veer and saying my god you know this kind of black comedy is something that we don't see enough of in indian cinema the fact that you've been able to pave genres like the young adult space and the dark drama space well
1: you you know what, when, even when we first heard these stories and when we first thought, and like you would take Hasmukh, for example, and when Veer and Nikhil, Veer had told me the story four, five years ago. Then Nikhil, and Nikhil came together and said, now we've cracked it. And when we heard it, we immediately greenlit it. And we then, you know, sort of moved forward and, you know, put it together and produced it. And then, you know, a lot of kudos to Netflix for actually picking it up and streaming it. Because, you know, a lot of what I do is, you know, inextricably linked with the platform. Right. So, I mean, we have certain beliefs, certain faith in ideas and stories. And then the platforms, you know, sort of reaffirm that faith, you know, because then that sort of is the ultimate validation of putting it out there. And then, of course, you know, audiences have got to like it and then everyone's happy. So, I mean, when we do dark dramas when we do the young adult space, there are different genres that have been done in the world, in different parts of the world. They have been explored. India, you know, as I've said before, you know, has been sort of stuck in the fiction space, has been stuck with television, has been stuck in the daily soap opera. Right. So when streaming came along, it allowed us to tell all these stories. It allowed us to do this 10 episodes, single season, into multiple seasons kind of stories. It allowed us to explore different genres. Like, I mean, imagine trying to do a Hasmoke on TV. Imagine trying to do a Hello Mini on TV. Imagine trying to do a Scam on TV. You can't do these kind of things, right? So, I mean, this has been an... The, Obviously, the streaming world has created these opportunities and we have been, you no know, adventurous enough and sort of risk-taking enough to go ahead and do these things.
0: The back-to-back successes of Avrodh and Scam 1992, the Harshad Mehta story must really be what I call the icing on the cake for you. I mean, everything about both those shows was absolutely spot on. The direction, the writing, the execution. Talk to me about avroth and then, of course, about Scam 1992.
1: See, Avro is, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of homeland security. I think that, you know, when we talk about patriotism and when we talk about, you know, being proud of India, I think the best way to be proud of India is to be, uh, you know, tell stories about valor in India, whether it is, you know, external, you know, external threat or internal threat, but about the armed forces, people in uniform, basically, right? Because I don't think we sort of celebrate that enough. And we should do a lot more. I mean, if you look at American cinema and American entertainment, if for one, growth that we've made, they'd have a hundred shows like that, you know, and a hundred variations of the same theme. Basically, America under threat and brave people come to save it, save the day and save the nation. Um, so that's something we wanted to do. So when we got out of this book, uh, Rahul Singh and Shivaru's book, it was like, you know, the story really popped out at us. I know a movie was getting made, which was Uri, but our story was a little more. It was beyond just the going there, slam bam, thank you, ma'am, as much as, you know, trying to tell a more dramatic tale, which is what we set out to do and which is what we did. And it turned out really well, you know. I mean, we imagined that world quite well between the PMO and the armed forces and the media and the people at large and, you know, the terrorists and all the moving parts. So it it came together really well um, great performances great direction great you know it was well put together our showrunner Samal Khan um, sort of you know helped pull all of this together Raj did a great job directing it and Amit Shah. Everybody actually, everyone in that uh, unit was you know, really, really good. Scam the same, you know, I had read the book a long time back. I had wanted to tell this story like in twenty twelve, couldn't do it at that time because T V wouldn't have not really you know wouldn't have worked. So we uh, bought the rights of the book from Svisheta and Devashi Around that time we had just signed up Hansel as a director without any material in mind. So we signed him as a director and then Hansel and me got talking and I said, Hey listen, I've got this book scam, harshad Mehta story, he said, me karna. So I said perfect, then that is that was easy, and uh, you know, and that then we put it together. Then again, the same process: writers' room, getting the writing done. Um, getting the casting done. Mukesh Chhabra did a brilliant job with the casting. Uh, you know, the whole thing came together really well. Karan Vyas did an amazing job with the dialogues, you know, as in his past. So while we had a great screenplay always, the dialogues were something that really brought everything to life. And then Pratik and Shreya and Hemant and Rajat and Anant and everybody. I mean, they were an amazing lot. The scam casting was like a... You know, like a crazy bunch of guys. And as many of them have got uh, the actual screen time, just a couple of episodes. Like Rajat Kapoor, was there only two episodes, you know, in that sense. But it really sort of pops out and jumps out at you and it turned out really good again, see, the aim is that, you know, these are very com- difficult stories to tell. And these are like, you know, they, they require that time, energy and effort. And I think I can probably say that we have done that. We have put in that time and energy and effort into it at considerable risk. Because, you know, like when we set out to make scam, technically with unknown faces, we didn't have any idea where it would go. We didn't know which platform would take it, right? So, as <laughs> Harkat keeps saying in the theories, risk hai to ish hai. <laughs> honestly... <laughs> We've been taking a lot of risk.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, IMDb says it's the 14th biggest web series in the world. That That is quite something, you know, one four out of thousands of shows that are made. That's remarkable.
1: You know, important thing about Scam, especially, is that obviously we set out to make a good show and we did make a good show. But I think a bigger round of applause has to go to the audience uh, who really saw who saw it and who understood it. You know, you always hear this about India, you know, that oh, Indian audiences are, you know, really dumb and you've got to dumb down everything for them and they don't get anything. And that's why we have mindless entertainment, right? Every time something becomes a big smash hit, you say, Oh, this is the mindless entertainment that works in India. They we are not intellectually evolved. But I think in a show like Scam, while we managed to tell a pretty smart tale, I think a very, very large audience audience got the smart tale. They understood it, in fact, better than what we were telling. You know, like we told it in a particular way and they understood the subtext. They understood all the other sort of nuances to it. And that is a real, it's such a strong sign that, you know, in in many ways, the Indian audience is also coming of age and has come of age, actually.
0: Samir, you're also liaising uh, and acquiring rights for popular global series. Talk to me about, you know, your relationship with BBC Studios, with Armoza formats in Israel, Yes Studios in Israel, and TFI in france and the kind of shows that you picked up from them acquired rights for
1: you know when we set out three years ago we said that for speed to market we should have a three pronged strategy so one was that we would acquire international rights of some shows and we'll adapt them to the indian market so that was things like criminal justice the office hostages you know shows like that then we said we'll buy rights of some books and we'll adapt the books to screen so that was like the scan or like abroad is from india's most fearless manford then kibini and the third was we'll develop original material so, which is like Raspberry, Hasmok, um, Andeki, you know, things like that. So, it was a three-pronged approach for us from the start. So, in that context, there are you know, there are different international shows that can be adapted to India. Not everything can. But there are some unique ones that can, you know, find a universal residence anywhere in the world and in India. So, that was our sort of, you know, some of our early ones. So, now going forward, we are going to be doing Luther, which will be adapted. We are doing that Elba. with Disney Plus Oscar. Now, we are going to be doing Sauda. So, that's going to be another interesting one we are doing tf1 call my agent which is currently filming so there are you know some. so i think that there are some stories that have a sort of a global resonance there are some stories that travel well that can be told in other sort of you know can be translated into a milieu and obviously when we tell the story then we make it our own so in that sense is that it's not a remake And it's definitely not a rip-off because it's an official licensed version of it. But we you know tend we sort of make it our own. Like if we take criminal justice in the original night off, while the story is similar, the family is not as important. For us, the family became really important, you know. Now when we are doing criminal justice season two, we have chosen to take the character of Mother Mishra forward. Now that was not there in the original. So I mean we do a lot of, we we bring, you know, we bring a sense of you know our localization and our own sort of interpretation of that story. And uh you no know, sort of take it to a broader Indian audience.
0: Sameer, I understand that you identify the story, you finance, you produce the IP, you've made that amply clear but then how do you find the right home to license that IP? How do you know this show is right for this platform? Do you just go to a platform and say this is in my portfolio? What would you like or do you marry the platform to a particular show?
1: See honestly when we set out to do it in the first phase of our life, it was really we were making content for an audience. Right? So we, we sort of identified the broader Indian audience, the emerging streaming audience and tried to figure as to what they would like right? in the hope that you know eventually the marriage would happen. That if, if we are targeting audience, then we'd be able to sort of find a home for it. Um, but as, as the whole market has evolved and as things are progressing forward, there is a sense of, you know, like even platforms, you know, have their own identity. They have their own sort of uh, priorities and what they think they want to do, what they are positioning themselves as. So we sort of see, we do a lot of market intelligence, we do a lot of market research, we do ask a lot of questions. We are forever learning from people, we are watching what other people do. um, So that, see, in the final analysis, we have to please audiences, right? If an audience applauds, then that means they're happy and everything works from there. So a happy, delighted customer makes for good business, right? (laughs) And for us, customers are both platforms and audiences. So that's what we do and from a point of view of how to pick and how to select, we are really operating on the principle of, you know, trying to understand the evolving Indian audience, you know, we are trying to do that and not just Indian audience, I recently heard a comment that was made that there is no such thing as domestic content and international content
0: correct, yeah,
1: just content right, and um, you know and that is a philosophy to be truly followed, if we can watch Narcos and Money Nice, then technically speaking, a similar show can be watched by someone else you know, in other parts of the world, you know, with the English subtitle or with whatever so i think what we are trying to do now is to essentially tell stories that are authentic that are intensely local but can have global resonance so i mean that's the sort of you know that's the future for us
0: and over 50 percent of your shows have signed up for returning seasons that must make you very very happy i mean do, do, do the uh, the platforms themselves say samir applause Give me season 2 Or is it something You go go ahead with first
1: No, no, no They have to say it See, season 1 Is what we do You know, season 1 Is the risk And season 1 Is the belief And all of that Season two is really connected to performance, right? If audiences liked it, platform happy, that's when you do season two. If that doesn't work out, for whatever reasons, uh, it means that, you know, then you're not doing season two. So no, we are quite happy. See, season two is validation, right? Season two is validation that the first one worked, people liked it, and they want to see more of it, you know, so it's just uh, but, but it needs a platform green light, season two.
0: Let's talk about the future for applause. I believe that there are upcoming collaborations with Hollywood Studios. You're looking at uh, co-financing, producing some IPs, and also I leave you to deliver the good news. Uh, a collaboration with the great Gurinder Chadda
1: Yeah, so I mean, let me tell you about Gurinder first. Sundar Aaron had approached us like about a year and a half back, and he had this you no know, wonderful idea of wanting to do a story on an Indian godman. And much like broadly on the lines of, you know, because we've had so many Godmen and many colorful and many notorious and, you know, probably all divine, but who knows. So, I mean, we thought the idea was really interesting and he had Gurinder on board and he wanted to do it as sort of collaboration. We really sort of warmed with the idea. So we signed that up. We are currently, you know, uh, hard at writing it. So we've got a writer's room set up, which is really Bombay, London, New York and L.A. And so it's that kind of group and it's currently being written. We are really excited because, you know, you know, Gurinder obviously is an extremely, you know, talented and renowned filmmaker. And we think that, you know, working with her is one, obviously going to help us learn a lot. And we think she's been a very unique sort of lens to this subject. So, yeah, that's really exciting. In the same vein, we are also working with, you know, a couple of other such collaborations. We have developed, Sudhir Mishra came to us with this wonderful sort of material that he's developed, which is called the Nawab, the Notch Girl and the East India Drug Company. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of fiction writing. Um, it's not based on any book or anything. It's a genuine original piece of writing. Wow! And we're super excited about it. So, I you know, we have, we've spent time with him. We've developed the material, got it all written and everything. So that's something that's you now really exciting. But that'll again be a like an international project. We are working on some international co-productions to you know for a couple of movies because we are also now, you know, expanding into the movie business. So along with series, we're going to be making movies. So we've got a you know our first slate is being put into place. So that'll happen soon. We're looking at doing some co-productions on animation, on the audio business, your business. Um so yeah, I mean there are stuff happening.
0: And animation, of course. I mean, who can deny the power of animation for all ages?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, see, all of these, from asking of things that applause, we are in the business of creating content. So, and content cannot be defined or put into boxes or brackets you know, any story in any form. So an audio story or video story or film or series, an animated piece of content or a documentary is still storytelling and it's still it's still content. And anything that is content is something that we are interested in developing and creating and backing and investing.
0: Also, you know, there are lots of like-minded content creators who you've, you know, you've struck up an, an interesting liaison with. Juggernaut Productions, for example, you, you want to talk about that?
1: We have got into, the uh, following on from what we've been doing we have managed to interest a few partners uh, who want to also take the same risk like we do so you know so people are interested in investing in content creation you know and we are keen to do that we are keen to find like minded partners and we are keen to attract risk capital to the business right so we are, so if somebody comes along and says hey listen let's co-produce this we are happy to do that. So Juggernaut is one such example where we are going to be producing uh two shows with them in the model that Applause usually does and we are also probably going to do a couple of movies. Um so again it's a thing about it's you know and we and we are a, no I mean, it's never for us a big slate or a big I mean, we are happy to do, you know, project by project, you know, piece by piece and go from there. So in the same vein, we are talking to a few other people as well uh, for a similar co-financed, co-produced kind of model. The idea is the same. You've got to invest in content creation, believe in your ideas and then license it later.
0: Correct. And it really is a successful business model and you've proved it to be so, the license, licensing IP and content model. Are you bullish about theatrical? I mean, slowly coming back to normal. Suraj premangalbhari had a release. Now Tenet is up for release. Eventually, I'm sure Applause's plans also involve mainstream theatrical.
1: Yes, of course. And see, honestly, I realize that this has been a really traumatic period. Correct. Or the theatre business and therefore for the producers. A lot of my colleagues in the industry who got stuck with ready movies and with no halfway completed movies, you know, and it's been like a very difficult time. But I don't think, I mean, no, human nature requires us to go out. We're very social beings, right? I don't think that, you know, humanity per se is going to settle with a, oh, I can see everything on my television screen and so I'll never stir out of my house again. I don't think that's a eventuality that is at all possible. Um, so I think in another three months, three to six months, the vaccine will be out. People will get vaccinated and then we will all, you know, like rebound uh, in an insane <laughs> manner. Now, whether by that time, whether the theatres are, you know, all still stable and haven't you know like they're still able to hold on whether the movie company but i think as a consumption pattern for entertainment i think theaters and the whole experience will be back Uh, when you see a movie in a theater you're seeing it in a very different mindset from when you're seeing it on a streaming platform correct totally different things. Um, so, I think that will all come back. Obviously, there's going to be a carnage in the process. Is A carnage is underway. So, all of that will happen. But we are quite bullish about that. We are fortunate. I mean, we could have started you no know, making movies a year back. You know, but we didn't for whatever reason. Um, so, we are not you know, really in the middle of all this at this point in time. But I think we are really keen. I think the theatrical business is good. I think the movie business is good. I think the kind of movies that get made uh, will be very interesting. You know, whether direct to streamer or... Uh, to theatre and then to streamer. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a good time. I think it's a good time for storytelling.
0: Do you get involved in in the nitty gritties of uh, the film creation process? For example, when you know you have a Mukesh Chhabra or a Sudhir Mishra handling a particular project, would you still get into the screenplay? Would you still get into aspects of direction or casting? Or is your job still largely as an overseer, nurturer of the project?
1: No, no. I mean, we get involved in everything. So you know, like I like to describe, describe applause. Uh, like compare us to Apple. Uh, so it's like designed in California, manufactured everywhere. Right? <laughs> so we are, we are, we are as a, as a, as a, as a team. We are very, very obsessed and involved in the creative process. So like whichever show you take, whether you take a Criminal Justice or a Hostages or a Scam or an Abroad. I mean, we are all over it. You know. So I mean, when things turn out well, of course, you know, like success as many fathers and failure as only me, (laughs) which I'm okay with because, you know, like, finally, you know, it's it's our money and our sort of responsibility and our name out there. But our fingerprints are all over everything we make. We we are fully involved in the entire process from, from idea to screen.
0: My last question has got to be about any skill you picked up in lockdown. I mean, on a lighter note, people seem to be cooking at home, people seem to be cleaning, learning new software, or have you just been so busy in the drawing board level, that you didn't pick up any new skills, Samir. <laughs> no, I think I think we all picked up one new
1: skill, uh, which is that we learned to work remotely. Ah. Right. It was something that we in the creative business never believed possible. Correct. We always, you know, like if you don't do a face to face meeting and if you don't actually go and meet someone, nothing is possible, right? Because oh milke bath karenge is the big <laughs> yeah. And that used to have in fact a bigger impact for us for any kind of international collaboration. Because we never used to collaborate enough internationally, primarily because it's so far away, until you don't meet anyone, you can't do it. I think what this lockdown did is that it one allowed us to have conversations like this and allowed us to acclimatize and get used to conversations. Like this. so like today when i do this chat with you um yeah bingo if it was a business call we would have done business right and without having met and i think that has been a real new skill for everyone Correct. happy because we are now really looking forward to international collaborations of this kind we are looking forward to now working with people at any in any part of the world right because all it takes is get on a zoom call match the time difference and get on with it you know
0: <laughs> Wonderful. I wish you, Samin Nair, and Applause Entertainment all the best. Thank you for, for the joy that your programming has uh, given us and I'm sure will continue to give us. Have a safe and healthy day and time up ahead. Cheers.
1: Thank you so much. And you have a great time. We are wishing you a happy new year coming up and let's all look forward to 2021.